All right, everybody, welcome on in to the 17th episode of the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I am your host, CJ Dieters. Uh, last night, this morning, whatever you want to call it, big news finally came down from the, in the NBA. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has picked a team. Kawhi Leonard is heading to the Clippers on a four-year max deal. But that's not the only news with the Clippers. The Clippers also went out and picked up another top 10 player. They traded for Paul George from the from the Thunder. In return, the Thunder will receive Danilo Gallinari, Shea Gilgis Alexander, three first rounders that belong to the Clippers in 2022, 2022, 24, 2026 that are unprotected. The 2021 unprotected first of the Miami Heat, a lottery protected 2023 pick from the Heat, and the right to swap picks with the Clippers in 2023 and 2025. Now, that sounds like a huge, huge haul, and it is for the Thunder. But if you're the Clippers, you got to look at it as you traded those guys and those picks to get both Leonard and George. Um, news come out lately that uh, while Kawhi was in L.A. meeting with the Lakers and the Clippers, he met with Paul George, convinced him that they should team up together with the Clippers, and he went to the Thunder and demanded a trade. Um, you got to commend the Thunder on this. They got a great haul, and the reason they were able to get this is because they kept quiet. They didn't release news that Paul George had requested a trade. They didn't release news that Kawhi wanted to go to the Clippers. A lot of the big-time experts on ESPN um, and other sports networks, they uh, they believe that the Clippers were a distant third a lot of people th thought that the Clippers weren't even in consideration anymore. Um, I'll be honest with you, I wanted Kawhi to go back to the Raptors. But I'd rather he be with the Clippers than go join the Lakers. Um, it's going to be really fun to watch these the Clippers and the Lakers battle for, for L.A. now. Um, you have Kawhi versus LeBron, Paul George versus Anthony Davis. They both... Both teams playing the same building. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, the Clippers weren't done there, though. They brought back Ivica Zubac on a seven-year, $28 million deal. Or a four-year, $28 million deal. $7 million a year. Um, I think that's a great deal for them. It gets them a guy that can start so that Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams can continue to come off the bench. But now let's, let's go ahead and take a look at this Clippers team now. So you have... The defense on this team is just going to be insane. You'll have Zubac at the center, which he's okay defensively. But then you'll probably run Mo Harkless at the four, Paul George at the three, Kawhi Leonard at the two, or whatever. It doesn't really matter there. And Pat Beverly at the one. Coming off the bench, you'd have Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, um, Roddy Magruder, Landry Shamit. Um, I'm trying to think who else they have on that team now. Um, oh, and they just drafted Mafondu Kabangeli, um, center out of FSU. Now, I got to tell you, this team defensively is scary. Um, the one through the three, it's going to be really hard to get the ball even across half court against these guys. Um, 
Now they did they did give up a lot of picks, and they gave up a guy in Chigilgis Alexander who's a young prospect. But you really got to look at it like this: two of those picks, and one of them turned into Chigilgis Alexander came from the Blake Griffin trade. Two of those picks came from the Tobias Harris trade, and one of those picks came from taking on Mo Harkless. Um, so really, they're only trading one of their actual picks, um, if you really think about it. Um, so for the Clippers, it's a it's a great investment for them. They've completely rebuilt this team and got them into being title contenders within two years. I mean, they just this is a couple of years ago moved on from Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin, and now they're already back into title contention. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and move to the Thunder, which were the other team in this deal, uh, picking up Danilo Gallinari that immediately will give them a good score. Um, the guy that can play the three or the four, but it looks like the Thunder are starting to head towards a rebuild. They've decided that they can't get any further with Westbrook and George and Adams, and they're starting to head towards a rebuild, which Shea Gilgis Alexander is a great piece in that six foot six point guard. Really long, good defender. Um, would have liked to have seen him stay with the Clippers with the guys that they have. But in order to get value, you have to give up value. The Thunder also now have these five picks that they picked up, which is going to help them rebuild for the future. Um, it also sounds like they are looking to trade Russell Westbrook. Um, I've been going through scenarios in my head, trying to figure out what team he could possibly fit on. Who could take on his contract and then who would actually want him? Um, I sat there and thought about you know, what the Spurs could do, what the, the Rockets could do, the Mavericks, all these different teams, and he either just doesn't fit or the trade for him doesn't work. The one that makes a lot of sense to me, and this isn't a contender, but this is a one that bringing Westbrook to town would help with, with uh, jersey sales, it would help with ticket sales, it would bring a lot of excitement to the team is the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Now, I in uh, podcasts in the past, I, uh, I've talked crap on the Hornets, and I still do. I think they're very poorly run. Now, Russell Westbrook is extremely inefficient, but I think here is a good chance to add some star power to your team, bring some attention to your team, and hopefully maybe this next offseason – be able to attract some guys to play alongside him. So the trade that I was thinking for them, you would send Cody Zeller, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Bismack Biombo, and Marvin Williams to the Thunder, along with a first-round pick for Russell Westbrook, Andre Roberson, and Patrick Patterson. This would give the Thunder all expiring contracts that for the ne- this next year that could could actually help their team out a little bit. Actually, Cody Zeller's not uh, an expiring deal, but he he still has some value for you as as a backup big. But the others are expiring deals. You'd get a first out of it, so now you have six firsts that you've picked up from the trades of Westbrook and George. And you can start looking towards next year and 2021 towards starting to build this team back up. And again, the Hornets, on the other hand, you get rid of these guys that have just been... Huge contracts on your team that you couldn't give get rid of. And you start 
moving forward, you you know you have an exciting backcourt. Not a great backcourt, but it's exciting with Rozier and Westbrook. You can play those two together. Malik Monk gets the room he needs to uh, to develop. Miles Bridges. Um, another team to look at would possibly be the Heat. They could also send out some expiring deals and a pick. Um, but those are the kind of teams I'd be looking to to try and make a trade for Westbrook. Um, another possibility would be the Knicks, but um, with them using their uh, their salary cap space on on new signings, I'm not sure exactly what kind of package they'd have to they could be able to put together to go out and get him. But if I'm a team looking to trade for Westbrook, I'm not looking for title contention with him. I'm just looking for excitement, something that will get my my fan base excited, that will sell tickets, that will get people you know excited to come to our games. Um, so, now, so now that Kawhi has decided to go to the Clippers, there's the two teams that missed out. You have the Lakers and the Raptors. The Lakers very quickly... Um, pivoted and went and got depth instead of getting the one big star. They've signed Danny Green to a two-year $30 million deal. They've brought back Contavious Caldwell-Pope on a two-year $16 million deal. They brought back JaVale McGee on a two-year $8 million deal. They brought back Rajon Rondo on a two-year minimum. They brought in Quinn Cook, which I think is probably one of the better and more underrated signings that they did, on a two-year $6 million deal. And then the last one, at least until um, up to the point where I started recording, they have signed DeMarcus Cousins on a one-year minimum deal. Um, now, seeing that, it's hard for me to believe that there's not other contenders that would have given them more than the minimum. I mean, even if you know a really good contender would have offered him, I don't know, $5 million a year, that would be better than the minimum. But this gives DeMarcus a chance to to be the the third to LeBron and Anthony Davis. In the past, he worked really well with Davis with the Pelicans. This last year was Cousins' first year coming back from the Achilles injury. So this next season, he should really be able to bounce back. And even last year, he averaged 16-8. and eight. Um, He should be back up around, you know, 20-12 and 12 this next year with the Lakers. Um, and you know, if all goes just horribly there, they still, they brought back McGee and he could start instead. Um, and bringing back Rajon Rondo, you have the three, three of the main pieces of that old Pelicans team with Cousins, Davis and Rondo now. Um, so that you have some good, uh, chemistry there with those bringing in Danny Green, you get a good veteran piece that can knock down threes, great defender can immediately start. Um, so far, without any other deals, it looks like their starting lineup is probably going to look something like uh, DeMarcus Cousins at the 5, uh, Anthony Davis at the 4, which is where he fits better. I don't want him playing the 5 anymore. LeBron at the 3, Danny Green at the 2, and then you let Quinn Cook and Rajon Rondo fight for that position at the 1. Um, now, they're not... The amazing title contender I thought that you think they would be with Kawhi. But this is a dangerous team. I mean, Danny Green's a really good player. All these other role players I added are really good. If DeMarcus Cousins can return to form, 
you know, he's a top 10 player in the league when he's at his best. Um, even if he gets to 20 and 12, like I was saying, and he gets his field goal percentage back up to 55% plus, you're looking at a top 20 player. Um, so yeah, the Lakers did really well to pivot here, um, after missing out on, on Kawhi. And now, uh, big time free agents that are still left. There's not many. You're looking at Jabari Parker, Marcus Morris, who looks like is probably going to go to the Mavericks now. Um, and, uh, DeLon Wright, uh, who also is getting some interest from the Mavericks, um, other than that, there's really not many big-time guys left. There's still some guys wait, we're waiting to see if they'll get bought out or if they'll be traded. Um, guys like Andre Iguodala, Kyle Korver, um, the guy we're going to talk about in just a minute, Dwight Howard, could possibly get bought out. Um, Ryan Anderson just got bought out. I could see a team, a contender, really wanting him if he's willing to take the minimum to come play for them. Guy that can play stretch four or the stretch five. Um, Timothy Mozgov just got bought out, so he's he's a guy that you can bring in to be your second or third center. Um, so there's still there's still a little bit of value out there, but there's also not many teams with money still left. Um, so now we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about the last team that. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was was still considering, which is going back to the Raptors. Now, before I tell you this signing, you got to keep in mind that the Raptors were already well over the cap before Kawhi made his decision or not. So he didn't really have money to bring in anybody of really big value. Um, so again, keep that in mind when you hear this signing. This is not a guy to replace Kawhi. It's just a guy to help bring in some value and maybe you can develop him but the Raptors have brought in Stanley Johnson on a two-year seven million dollar deal which it looks like they're going to use the uh, biannual exception on him um, or possibly just part of their MLE now Stanley has been he's been a bit of a disappointment since he was drafted out of Arizona but I still think there's value in him um, more at the at the power forward than at the three because he just has not really developed his shot yet. But the guy is six seven, probably about two fifty. He looks like a defensive end, um, and he's he's got a lot of athleticism. He's really strong. His shot is kind of coming along. I mean, he can hit it at like a thirty percent clip. Um, I think the Raptors are a good place for him though. They have a good coach there. They have a coach that's really good at developing guys. He's very similar in body and athleticism to Pascal Siakam. So it's a good pickup for the Raptors. Again, this is not a replacement for Kawhi. They don't have the money to replace a guy like Kawhi. And at this point in free agency, there's nobody available. Plus, Kawhi is possibly the best player in the NBA right now. Um, so I think it's a, a it's a good signing for the for the Raptors. They're going to make a couple more signings, just, you know, smaller contracts like this, just to kind of fill out their roster, kind of replace uh, Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard's minutes. Um, but I would look for them to start looking towards rebuilding, possibly look to trade to Kyle Lowry, Mark Gasol, and Serge Ibaka, see if they can get some value, get some picks back for them. 
But the Grizzlies are, unfortunately, they're no longer really a, a contender. They'll, they could still probably make the playoffs with the team they have. You know, you still have Kawhi, you still have Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Gasol, and Ibaka. But they're not, they're definitely not a title contender. And I think when the uh, teams like the 76ers, the Celtics, the uh, Bucks saw that Kawhi was leaving, they are probably pretty happy. Because it really opens up the East. And the Nets as well now. Um, and then finally, this happened yesterday. But Dwight Howard has been traded to the Grizzlies for C.J. Miles. It looks like Dwight Howard's going to get bought out. Um, C.J. Miles will go to the to the Wizards, kind of help replace what they're losing in Trevor Ariza. But I got to talk about Dwight Howard for a second, because this is a guy that for a long time was considered the best center in the NBA. Once uh, Shaq finally started to uh, decline, and uh, Dwight Howard kind of took over as the best center. But his his uh, his career kind of fell off a cliff really quick. The guy can still put up stats. He can still be a double-double machine. But the Wizards had him on just over $5 million a year for this next season. Thomas Bryant's our only center on the roster. I mean, Jan Mahimi's still there, but, you know, Thomas Bryant's really the only center that can actually play that's still on their roster now. And the Wizards still did not want him around. Um, I think Dwight Howard's played himself out of the NBA, and it's because of his immaturity and his attitude. The guy never grew up. He had he, you know, he could still possibly make it to the Hall of Fame now, but he could have had one of the greatest careers of all time. But he forced his way out of out of Orlando. He did not get along with Kobe at all because he has no work ethic. So he, he he had to leave L.A. He goes to the Rockets, has, has a couple good years, and James Harden hates him, so he's gone there. And from there, he's just been bouncing around. Teams have just been, you know, bring him in for one year, and all right, we got to get rid of you. So I don't, I think Dwight might be done. Now there's certain teams that could bring him in as a backup big, um, you know, on a minimum deal. I'm just trying to think of who would want to bring him in. It, If I'm him, if it's not a contender, then I, I'm probably retiring. But you could see, like, I don't know, maybe the Celtics. Um... I just, I just don't know who wants him. Who wants to deal with his antics, his ridiculousness, for a decent backup big? Because there's plenty of other backup bigs that you could get without having to deal with his ridiculousness. So, Dwight Howard might be done. We may have seen the last of him. And unfortunately, what was a really promising career and was looking like one of the top 10 centers of all time is going to end, you know, with him kind of being a nobody. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
so with that, I'll go ahead and end this episode. Um, we're getting really close to the end of people signing. I'll keep you updated on what's happening. Um, but pretty soon we're going to start the uh, uh, series that I was talking about. Um, just a, uh, Just a week ago or so. Or no, a few weeks ago. Um, I'm going to do a preview on all 30 teams. Once once uh, teams are pretty much all the way put together, we'll go ahead and talk about each team, a preview for them for the next season. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, again, thank you for listening. But if you have a certain team that you really, really like, you know, is your favorite team, let me know. Email me. And I would I would love to have you on as a guest. And when when I talk about your team, if you're a huge Thunder fan, let me know. I'll you know when I talk about the Thunder, I'll have you on as a guest or the Lakers or whoever you're a fan of. Let me know. Um, I'd like to have my brother along with me when I talk about the Jazz, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, with so be looking out for that. Again, that's going to be thirty episodes. Um, we're already at seventeen, so there's. Already at least 47 episodes of the Wasatch Basketball Podcast already planned out. Again, you can always follow this podcast on Instagram at Wasatch Basketball Pod. You can email me at Wasatch Basketball Pod at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. Bye! Alright guys, so this is the third episode that I've been doing the... Or, no, the fourth episode that I've been doing these... Uh, um recommendations for podcasts or for bands or whatever and again we're going to continue doing that so who i want to promote today is the the locked on nba network um this is actually started by the voice of the jazz david Locke. um now this is a it's five days a week there's always an locked on nba which is the whole association so all teams but each of your favorite teams, so whether you're a Suns, 76ers, Timberwolves, Pacers, Pistons, Mavs, Mavericks fan, whatever, whoever your team is, there's a locked on uh, podcast for your your uh, for your team. So again, you're you know you want to hear about the Clippers signing, you can go to the Locked On Clippers net, network or a podcast. You can listen to Locked On Jazz. You can listen to Locked On Bulls. Um, so. If you aren't already listening to them, I'd give them a look. All right? Bye.